Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 302. You're going to give me, you're going to bring up the crickets you can hear. And you're going to start like that, huh? Yeah, with your start endless. With... Yeah, your endless ooze. Yeah, yeah, I the, didn't think that would ever end. I thought that was that was going to be the episode. It, it might have been the. It could have been the whole episode. The entire episode three hundred two of the B movie breakdown could have been entirely woos. And uh, it's a podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment, and awesome and awesome <laughs> bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's podcast, uh, uh, each week's movie will be will be revealed on the prior episode of the podcast, so you two can join in on the madness. Uh, I'm Corey. And with me, as always, is Nick. Spooky Nick. Spooky Nick. And uh, sometimes friend of the show, Pat. Like I was saying, uh, each week on the podcast, uh, you know, we were going into the the deep dive, into the good, the bad, the what the fuck. And you can follow us on social media at B-Movie Breakdown, especially over there on the gram. Uh, email us, bmbpodcast at gmail.com. It's bm b podcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or movies you uh movies you want us to watch or movies you made and you want us to watch and send us those movies or anything like that uh next week's movie uh, will actually be a suggestion that we got from an email so there we go you can send us your suggestions and uh we will most likely watch those movies if we already haven't prior uh nick do you have any uh plugs that you want to mention before we get yeah with this uh week's episode well the time is coming where things are about to get pretty supernatural and spooky outside so if you want to get that show started you can listen to this show called weird and feared where you uh, you can find it wherever you find all your podcasts like this beautiful show you are currently listening to but if you want monsters madness and mayhem just listen to weird and feared wherever you find podcasts and if you want to go to the Instagram, Weird and Fear is there too, and so am I. And Scatterville Stories, where I post illustrations once and a while. Have you posted your uh, newest illustration that you shared with us of uh, Spooky Santa Claus? I have. Yeah, Odin oh, Santa has been shared. Oh, Odin he Santa. He's dude. been shared in the story. He hasn't been shared on the page because that that is for a uh, ongoing project. O- Odin Santa is one of my favorite characters I've uh, learned about through the podcast. That's I mean, that's he's a pretty great one. He's pretty incredible. He makes me like Christmas like if, even more. If you like Santa Claus and you like fucking just metal or fucking hardcore stuff, Odin Santa is where it's at. He's a pretty good man. He brings the cheer. Yep. And if you if you liked our episode on uh, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, you'll like this Santa because it reminded me of the Santa from that movie. It's a pretty bloodthirsty Santa. Wait a minute, really? Being like... Well, I mean, he talks about yeah one of the ancient stories just about how I forget I forget the saint's name. This Kirk. It... Cameron talk about pagan gods. I mean, he talks in circles about how Christmas is awesome and how everything bad is good. <laughs> it's just a weird, wild ride. It's a nice. It story. is a weird. It is a weird and wild ride. Just like this week's movie is a wild ride, because we watched the 1994 Charlie Sheen, Kirsty Swanson classic, cult classic. Is it? The Chase. <laughs> It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the 
and it is a cult classic. I think nowadays I uh, it kind of is one. I saw some uh, some things with Henry Rollins talking about how people always write to him about this movie. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, so it has it has grown an audience. I think over time, uh, especially video did did well for this movie. It did all right in theaters. It came out up against like Ace Ventura and stuff. So a little rough there, right? That movie was pretty oh, huge. Oh yeah, and, wow. Uh, Kind but of. then, uh, well, but then, Jim Carrey was fucking enormous. Then was that his first movie? That was Jim Carrey's first. Well, first like major movie first was big Ace movie. Ventura. Okay, yeah, Ace Ventura. So yeah, he was um, a giant being giant. Yeah, so uh, it did all right when it came out, but then uh, it was low budget too. So you know, this movie made its money back because it was a low budget movie. Yeah, uh, but also on video, this movie did did wonderful. And also, uh, it, it kind of got its cult following from not just video, but from uh, HBO and other cable outlets. Uh, okay. they were, I, that's where I saw this movie all the time, was on HBO when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you, as a young uh, young boy, probably like eight, I don't know, ten, maybe twelve, I don't know, whatever. I saw this movie a lot. Go but on. I can tell you that I always look forward to the uh, the scene where they're uh, getting it on in the car. Oh, the sex scene where they almost certainly would have died in any other uh, situation. Yeah, the film the film does a good job of ex- displaying the euphoria that is felt in a surrealistic fashion. Well, it I, does. I, I, in that scene, I thought I was like, "Oh, did they die? Did they crash the car and die in the scene?" Because <laughs> they mean, like they, they go to, to this weird fantasy world where like they're in the clouds during a sunset. And I yeah. thought for sure I was like, "Oh, he was busy uh, getting it on and smooching." Uh, what's her name? Christy Swanson. Yeah. Yeah, Natalie is the character's name. Natalie, yeah, Natalie smooching uh, Natalie. Um, uh, yeah, I thought they crashed the car and died and went to heaven. Yeah, the uh, the uh, which wouldn't be a bad kid, way to go the... out. The kidnappee turning into ally, good old, the good old Stockholm syndrome is in maximum effect. Yeah, just oh, yeah, kidnapped yeah, against like your will with the gun against your back that is actually a butterfinger, and oh, then you're just all in because you heard the sob story and he's such a. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this happened to some degree in Charlie Sheen's life. Oh, it's possible. I'm sure it happened later on in his life during like the whole like tiger blood phase. No, I, That's I probably think wouldn't be, have happened. I, I think between yeah, I mean, platoon and this movie, it might have happened. Oh because my what you should do. He aged a it's, lot. I, I, he was actually 28 in this movie, I believe, when he states that. And I would have guessed he was 38 at least. He did oh, not hmm. look 28. I don't think he looked 28 at all. I, I think like he's old. I feel like he's always been an older looking guy. I mean, even looking look back and like. The, in like a platoon or in like platoon, hot he looks shots. like a baby, which he yeah, is. Look at, look at like Hot Shots. So, looked, so Hot Shots is only a couple years before this, and he looks pretty much the same. It seemed uh, with Major I'm League. In between platoon and now, he he seemed like he aged a lot. I just watched platoon not too long ago, and oh. he looks like he wasn't old enough to be in the fucking war. You know, I mean, it's I mean, he looked like he was old enough, but young kids went to war all the time. He looked old enough to go to war. He looked he looked at least eighteen. Yeah, he, he had a, like, he had if you like want to talk baby. about like young young Charlie Sheen when he looks like really young is like Ferris Bueller yes well he, I think he looks younger in Platoon than he does in Ferris Bueller honestly I definitely do and I think because in Ferris Bueller he's supposed to play like some sort of like fucking drug addled silly kid I don't know he's 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 being fit into some sort of stereotype in that movie 
Yeah, yeah Platoon, just, I he's think just hanging out in the police station. Yeah. I think in that movie, I think they, like, kind of draw bags under his eyes, and his eyes are, like, kind of worn out. Like, the, the really dark circles around his eyes, too, in that. And actually, Ferris Bueller is the first uh, movie that him and Christy Swanson are in together. Oh, really? They don't what? share a scene. They don't share a scene together, but she's in the classroom uh, oh, in okay. the class that Ben Stein's teaching, and she's the one that explains, you know, where oh, Ferris cousins, brothers, friends, yeah, uncle, sister. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So wow, that's her wow. then, and then she and him and her are also in uh, Hot Shots together. Interesting. I haven't seen Hot Shots in a long time. Does oh, she, man, does she have a big role in that? Yeah, she does. Okay. And I was just I was just rewatching the first one not long ago, and man, it's it's so good, it's so fucking funny. Both of them are; they're both hilarious. I I mentioned this when you guys uh, were watching the movie, but man, she is such a fucking like super babe. She is like an eleven out of ten. She really is, and she's honestly not even like my type, but she is like fantastic. Yeah, she's yeah, I won't she's argue. she's definitely uh uh. You know, maximum Christy Swanson babe level there for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, this is was this was this pre Buffy for her? I wonder if this is pre Buffy for her. Ninety no, four. After this is after Highway to Hell and after Hot Shots. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it was pre. Ninety two or... is Buffy. Ninety two is Buffy. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it is post Buffy. Um, so yeah, po- um, the few years after uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Highway to Hell, because Highway to Hell was ninety one, and Hot Shots was ninety one as well. Um, but it, it's interesting though that this movie came out mere months before the uh, OJ Chase. <laughs> well, I mean, if it yeah, had it was one about yeah. a little bit after, it wouldn't even be a movie. There's no way. Like, wasn't the chases in LA that were still a thing before OJ became the oh, president? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, chases That's... in LA are still a thing. Yeah, yeah, still a just... thing. yeah it's amazing how you don't get as, they don't seem to, people don't seem to care about them as much as they used to. It's like, ah, whatever. Well, it's also weird. People complain about like um, just crazy traffic in LA, but they all have all these fucking crazy high speed car chases. Yeah, I guess it depends. depends Maybe that's where why there's so much I'm traffic. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> all the high speed car chases, they're just yeah. slowing down traffic all the time. That could be uh, it. The the movie does do a great job of drawing you to the ridiculousness of that situation, though. Minus oh, the like the, the story this, inside that's going on inside the the uh, you know her vehicle. This movie reminds me of like um, an hour and a half long Simpsons episode. It's a Everybody, very good satire. Yes. Everyone is such a character in this movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Everybody is a character. Yeah, like nobody the, nobody's time is wasted. Henry Rollins. A fucking standout character. I was super happy to see him. And his fucking uh, his partner is a revolting blob from Billy Madison. I don't yes, know what the is principal from name? Billy Madison. You know? <laughs> Actually, I recently learned that that is uh, so. His name is his real name is Josh Mostel, and that's Zero Mostel's kid. Uh, so if Zero you know Mostel? Zero Mostel, who was in the producers. Oh, okay, and... okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, all right, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's Zero Most, Mostel's uh, kid is—that's is, him. So that's pretty. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of when you see think about his face and uh-huh. kind of see it all together there. But yeah, that's his kid, and uh, yeah, from Billy Madison, the principal, the and, and the, the revolting blob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> yeah. Like I saw I Rollins. Learned, 
And then I saw him. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? I, I actually read that uh, a lot of their lines, they ad-libbed. Both Did of they? Them. That's awesome. Yeah. They get it. Dude, they were like probably some of the best characters. They played great, like stereotypical cops. They did a great job. The lines he was saying at the end when they were like arresting Charlie Sheen, Rollins, I would love to kill you. I would would love to kill you. I would would love love to. He was saying so many ridiculous things to him when they were arresting him. It was just like, oh my God, dude, he was just going off. Even before that, when they're in the cop car and he's talking about like how he feels like a hero, how he should be signing autographs all the time. Just like, what the fuck? Yeah, he said, he said, I, I, when, being a cop is like being Bruce Springsteen. And, yes, yes. Uh, what was the other person that he said? Bruce Springsteen? And it was like an action star or something. That's pretty uh, much what the, the combination remember. of people yeah. he said. Yeah. It was, it was Bruce Springsteen and like, you know, Sylvester Stallone. That's what he said. Oh, he did say Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he said Bruce Springsteen and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. So it was like it, this. It, that's that's what being a cop is like. This like uh, you know this combo of the, of those two people. The Bruce Springsteen part I really didn't understand. I guess maybe the signing autographs. He's like thing. a rock star. He thinks. He's like yeah, a rock star. but it was. Uh, he also had another good line of that. Uh, what he liked to call himself. It was just cops in general. Were. Um, oh yeah, what was that? Standard issued street soldiers. Street soldiers. Yeah, I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> it's all. It's all the same. It's always been the same. I mean, for fucking California cops, that's pretty fucking uh, probably. I really hope if if those two really did like ad lib a lot of their lines, I really hope that that was one that Rollins himself. I mean, I just just like knowing the things that Rollins like talks about and the way he thinks, I could only imagine he definitely ad libbed that. This was like the perfect role for him because that's like the kind of person that he would make fun of. And he did a great job of it. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't like over the – it was over the top and ridiculous. But not it like was. in like like a fucking like gag me way, you know. It it wasn't yeah. like too ridiculous. And you you guys both got the feeling, right, about those two cops that they normally don't see action like that, right? No, I don't think they do. Although yeah, the one talk. Yeah. The yeah, one because guy, like – <laughs> because they're like Newport Beach cops and like the yeah, area Newport that they Beach. were patrolling like did not community. seem yeah, like no, a very no, no, like crime ridden like no. area. And then they like got this call and then they turned into these like badasses in their heads. And then <laughs> they kept talking about like, like, yeah, that bus full of nuns. And then he referenced it's it. Like, again. No, it was a bus full of kids. It's like, oh, yeah, it was a bus full of kids. And he's like, man, those kids. And but then later on, he's like. Yeah, we don't want the we don't want the driver on this on this high speed on this highway to run into a bus full of nuns or something. They like reference the bus full <laughs> of nuns again. What about the one cop talks about killing a man and he's like, and then <laughs> yeah, he talks dude. about he wants to do it again. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Every every police officer. There was the chief and like the chief's assistant in um. In the in the department in the office there, even there, yeah. like the, the the cops were like some of the best characters in this movie. Dude, what was going on with the chief and that girl? And she was like sobbing. He was crying while he was riding on that bike and like telling her what to do. Yeah, I he think was, was like yelling at her. And she was crying, and it was <laughs> like, oh my god, that what was is the this secretary scene? just being a real dickhead, yelling at her and making her take notes? I don't even know. It was really wild. <laughs> And they never addressed it or never came back. No, no, never that really was saw yeah, her that... ever again. No, it was it... just like this little one-off, like random, almost something you'd see in like uh, uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
It's just like it just happened in those things and they forgot about it. They moved on to the rest of the scene. It was good. It was great. Yeah, the the cops had their own everybody like Nick was saying, everybody had like their own like moments. The news anchors, the you know, every little oh, the thing. News agencies, dude. All the news agencies were so like outlandish and weird. They were so they're the strange. Best, you know, they're the best satire of news. I mean, that's news. They were, it's news. That's news now. You know what they remind? Yes. They remind Especially me in like, the 90s, though. You know what they remind me of? Is like the news stations in the Double Dragon movie. Like the post-apocalypse L.A. I mean, it's the same same vein. They're yeah. very yeah. weird. They had the very strange backdrops and really crazy graphics. They had that it, goddamn... almost made me, it, it almost made me feel like they're all like trying to be like hard copy. Yeah, yeah, they were all like an extreme version of hard copy. They had that dude on the side of the van strapped to the side oh of the van. Oh my recording. god! I mean, it's the perfect they were driving down news. a highway like high speed. Yeah. Like the guy was probably breaking the law, traveling at ninety miles per hour. It just shows you how irresponsible the news can be sometimes. And he dropped that camera, and that camera exploded like a crash test dummy toy. Yeah, it was it was about... <laughs> It's all about it the spectacle. Blew up on the ground. It's all about that spectacle. Of all the news people, the most ridiculous and like kind of stupid one, as far as like how they were trying to capture it, uh, was the guy that was just on the side of the road. Was like, "We're gonna get the first on ground footage," and it just like lasted like two seconds. Just it was awesome. By. Yeah, was that the the eight ball news or whatever? Was that that one? Uh, no, the eight ball news was the main one because that was oh. on the side of the helicopter. All right. And uh, yeah, they were all. I should have taken better better notes. I have. Of all the movies we've watched, this might be the most extensive like amount of notes that I've taken. Well, there's a lot. lot everything <laughs> this movie's got a lot yeah. going on. There's n- there's no wasted space. It no. all does something. So there's I a mean, lot of meanings and a bunch of stuff. I want right to say away... this movie. It's got oh, a lot going on, and it's very like unique. But I feel like it was just missing the mark to put it like right over the top to make this movie like fucking spectacular. It was very good. It was. And, like, Super yeah. unexpected, but there was just a little something missing. I don't know what it was. Maybe like the cadence of the movie or something. Like they could have just put it right over the top, and it would have made it like just way better. I, I I don't know what it would have been, but it was just like right there, you know. Yeah, it's a very it's a very slick edit though. Like it's very like, you oh, got yeah. it. there's your movie. Oh, yeah. You never you never wish it was over as it's happening, and then it's just done. Yeah, it's like, well that was good. Yeah, you know it's crazy you, you know it's funny. Yeah. Is that this came out the same year as Speed, and they're almost like twin films. Speed is similar, different. <laughs> well, it's Speed. different, but they're yeah, both, it is. But they're Speed, both chased. Speed is way less like tongue in cheek, though. Speed oh no, is yeah. Like... I'm not saying that they're like same and they're twin films in that aspect. I mean, it's twin films in that it's a chase, like you know what I mean. Like this whole like yeah. it's in one vehicle the whole time. And you see the outer perspective. You know, it's it's like a kind of a weird like like a. Fraternal, uh, fraternal twin. That's a oh. funny thing too. Like being stuck in a car is not like a. Th- that's like a, considered a giant risk for making a movie. You know, they don't like, they don't like to give funding to a movie where you're in the car the entire time. Yeah, because I mean, that it requires like even, a lot of work. Even way later, boring. like people talked about um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. What the fuck is Corey doing with his face? <laughs> Corey's making faces in the goddamn Snapchat or not. That, that's not what this is. This is uh, Skype. Um, 
Well, yeah, even Harold and Kumar, which was like a decade after, that was like considered a risk where these guys are stuck in a car for the entirety of the movie. But yeah, this worked out. And speed. Well, at is, least they, they get out of the car. Speed is in the same vein, but speed is also a bus. You have 10 other people that are characters in it, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, I just and they meant, also. Like, the concept of like it's in one vehicle, it's. You know, they're going down the highway and, uh-huh. you know, you're seeing the interior situation and the exterior situation. Uh, it's just a little similar. I just thought it was interesting that they both came out the same year and they have somewhat similar vibes. Yeah. And I, I don't th- I've not even heard of this movie, I don't think, until recently. I, I think maybe I remember seeing this uh, movie cover back in the day when, like, uh, you'd go to the movie rental shop over Bo- the Bob Bardash over in Manuka. This was like something I would recognize seeing the cover for this. Other than that, I don't re- recall it at all. Wow. I've seen it many times on TV, but never in its entirety. So that was like, yeah, yeah. like I was mentioning bits and before, pieces. Yeah, it, it played a ton on HBO, like TNT or TBS, USA. Those kind of like cable channels would play the shit out of this movie. And I think that's really, you know, that's definitely where it got like it's like uh, it's footing from. I wonder, like. I'm trying to remember, like in the TV edits, like what they would cut out and what they would. Obviously, the swearing, but I wonder if the sex scene they cut out, cut some. Probably, of the, they probably cut it way down. They it's probably cut time. it where she, like, where they, where she at least, like, you know, showing some like major cleavage. Uh, but there's no nudity in the movie, but I'm wondering nope. if they, no. if they cut maybe that just that quick shot there. But uh, yeah, but well, what we were saying though. Is uh from from the get go, this movie is just right off the bat, right? The the music alone in the movie, you got like Offspring, Bad Religion, Rancid, oh yeah, no no effects, uh, Rollins Band, obviously, yeah, is in it as well. So you had a lot of a lot of good punk rock uh, music going on there, and dude, right away though, what was with that cash register guy? Dude, he was awesome when he was with the, when he was handling the guns, and he dude, was like, was real good, dude. When they wrote that part for that cash register, you know you've met a guy like that that works at a gas station who's like he's over the top trying to be friendly and just being goofy. And it's just like, come on, man. I just want to do business with yeah. you and get out of here. He was like, that guy soul. exists. That guy exists at every gas station across the uh, – Can planet. I leave? He was taking <laughs> so long on the cash register, though. Just to get those in, coins like, out of the roll of coins. Five, it was too tough. Even before that, though. He was just like typing away, pressing the button, <laughs> like for like ever. He, Charlie Sheen even said, "Like, come on, man, I'm like I'm growing a beard here." It predated the internet. He had to fucking put all that stuff into records. He had a he had to invoice all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a record. Yeah, I mean, made, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but yeah, he was taking a while. But when he when, when he, he hit the gun, when he hit those when he hit those coins, he's like, "There she blows." Oh yeah, he was just that's just. That's just that. That's that. That guy works in like every gas station across the country. I know. I know you've met a handful of those people because I. I can think of the last one that I interacted that was like that. You know. They're, they're caricatures of people. Yeah. Well, but you were saying that True. when he was when he's kicking the guns. Well, he, yeah, he takes the guns and then does. Is that what he does first? He kicks them to him. Or he he doesn't kicks them like all right? the way down. He kicks all them the way down the all the way aisle. across the store. All the way across the store. He's supposed to take him from the cops and kick him over to Charlie Sheen. And he kicks him from, from the front of the store <laughs> to the back by the coolers. And then he does it a second time when he goes to get him again. 
Yeah, he kicks him over to the uh, over to the cops. <laughs> he paylaid those fuckers across the story. Yeah, it was great. And Charlie Sheen, like, he's freaking out because he doesn't. You can tell he has never done that before. He doesn't want to do it because he's nervous as fuck. He accidentally shoots the one gun. Does he drop it? Yeah, he drops. Charlie it falls out of his pocket and oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. shoots the Slurpee machine. Yeah, and it scares the fuck out of the cops. But yeah, that. Great, great opening scene. Very '90s with the uh, the rancid song, right? That's the opening song. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that song kicks major ass. The opening title screen graphics were super '90s too. Yeah, I mean, right there's. There. I mean, that's like maybe the only bad thing about the movie for other people who wouldn't be seeing it is like how '90s it is. Oh, it's like super are, 90s. like people seeing it now. Uh, like uh, maybe young younger people might not, you know, it's two nineties or something like that. Like right, right down to the road wardrobe. With like there was uh one of the cameramen had a Massimo. Is, is that how you say it? Massimo. Was that the clothing company? The Massimo hat. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, super nineties all the way. Oh yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean all the, the yeah the whole looks everybody's it's, at. Yeah. Some would the way say she it's was a, the way she was piece. dressed, the way he was dressed. Yeah, uh, I mean, even just things like smoking cigarettes in the car, using the cigarette lighters in the cars. Mm. I feel like most people don't even re- un- realize why that was even like a thing. No, they think no it's just to charge phones. Car. That's why they exist, right? It's a history yeah. piece. Yeah. yeah, I have that thing in, in my car, but there's no cigarette lighter. It's just the plug for your phone. Oh, yeah. No, they don't come with the lighters anymore. No. no. Yeah. Cars, cars also used to have ashtrays in the side. Amazing. They'd have them in the back seat. They'd have them built into the back of the front seat, so people in the back could smoke too. Yeah, like they on had the, them, uh, on they the had doors. Them, they had them on the doors too. On yeah. the driver side, on the driver and passenger doors too, and in the middle console usually too. Yep. Uh, ashtrays for when the whole fucking car is fucking lighting up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, but it, it, but I haven't seen this movie in jeez. Decades, yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, I, one thing I, the, the, the couple things I always remember from this movie is the sex scene, obviously being a, 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 young, a young boy and that happening, mm-hmm. uh, and like Christy Swanson looking super hot, and then um, the cigarette lighter burn scene. I always yeah. remember that, and I, and I always remember Red Hot Chili, Anthony Kiedis and Flea being in it. Oh, dude, they were awesome. They were yeah, so they were, good. As Will and Dale, they were fantastic. But one of the other scenes that I always remember, and like I would like, I think me and some friends had like also seen this like together or something. And uh, in the nineties, I'm sure in the eighties too, but in the in the early nineties, uh, it was like a, a a game you would play with friends. It was like guns. You would just go play guns. Uh huh. That was yeah, like in what regard? I don't recall in the movie. What do you mean? Okay, continue with the story. Sorry. <laughs> no, they didn't play guns in the movie. That's not what I'm getting at. Okay, but yeah, yeah. My friends would play guns. Like, it's just something we did. Like, oh, hey, what do you guys want to do? Let's play guns. It's just something we did. And as, as absurd as it probably sounds nowadays. But um, the scene where he gets, like, shot, one of, like, one of us would, like, recreate, like, get shot like he did. Like, oh, oh. Oh, his, his, his fantasy like scene? Yeah. Where he pulls a fake finger gun out and he gets shot? Yeah. Yeah. 
in that same vein, for years, me and Corey belong to like the same uh like rotting gun club. Although it's not, you don't go, you don't hunt there. You only go fishing or swimming. No, it's a recreation club. The rec club, yeah. For years, me and my cousin, when we were younger, they have like a a Fourth of July there, and they they launch fireworks off. We would pretend like we were like soldiers on the beach getting shot by fireworks through the entire uh, firework presentation. That was like a thing we did. So yeah, we 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 would recreate like getting shot to death on an annual basis. <laughs> oh my gosh, this sounds like what a wonderful thing to witness. We did that every year down like in the water on the beach there for wow. forever. I I would say like at least five years every year. I can tell you I our agree. recreation of this scene of him getting shot uh, in this movie was more than just an annual basis. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, also we did it for like twenty minutes straight. <laughs> and uh, like we, like well, me and my friends, we had so many like toy guns. It was like outrageous how many toy guns we had. I remember I even had like a this like red like Levi's like vest. It was like a red vest. And it had, it had pockets all over the place, and I would just put guns in all the pockets. A, a red Levi's vest. I want that. It was a, it was like a jean. It was a red it was denim a je- jacket. Yeah, it was vest. a jean vest. And it had a zipper in the middle. It was almost like a like a bullet, like a bulletproof vest. Dude, gun. like I don't know. Like, it just had like tons of like pockets. It was it's like intense. A, and it was red, and I would wear it all the time when we played guns because it would like fit all my guns to like. <laughs> Was it called like the the true American vest? You just throw (laughs) fucking cats in there. Who knows? (laughs) What I feel like that is a very uniquely American thing, though. Too is like playing with guns and pretending you have guns. There were so many toy guns. Like we're so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There still is. There still are so many. I mean, airsoft is like a. There's really not as much toy guns. Airsoft is not like a toy. You don't see like a five like. I mean, eight, it is a toy, but it's like a grown-up's toy. Yeah, it's a grown-up's toy. You don't see like seven-year-olds yeah. playing with fucking airsoft guns. Maybe no. in like middle of nowhere or something. I don't know, but uh, you're not seeing seven-year-olds play with guns. Mainly, the only guns you really ever see in stores now are just Nerf. Nerf for like BB guns, pallet guns. Yeah, and but again, Nerf gu- Nerf kids aren't playing with those and like gun. shooting each other with those. I don't well, know. I'm kids used to shoot each other with pelicans all the time. Used to. I don't know what kids do now. I'm far removed from what kids do now. I don't Which, see kids do anything now. Think about I have how no idea. It shooting a BB gun at somebody, dude. You it's can not re- good. Imagine getting shot in the fucking eye with a BB. Yeah, you're done. Dude, your eyes done. How hard? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be walking around with a patch for the rest of your life. Yeah. And people did that up until fuck probably ten years ago, maybe a little yeah, more. Yeah, like haha. Yeah, haha. <laughs> like, like, haha. I hit you with an no, actual weapon. No protection, no glasses, no fucking no. helmet, nothing. You're just shooting each other's face with little metal projectiles. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's super dangerous, but I don't know. Just the fucking the time we live in, or did. Well, see, we're... those times also led to where we're at now. Did they contribute to where we're at now? Well, mm-hmm. They definitely didn't not contribute to what's going on now. Yeah, nobody was indoctrinating kids to accept guns in their life at an early age in this country. No one ever did that. No. Nope. No, I, I didn't just talk about playing guns for about 15 yep. <laughs> Yeah, some people still want to play guns. Well, that, even yeah, in this me. movie, like people are holding guns to people's heads, and it's like, 
Oh yeah, well, crazy, yeah. shocking, and weird. Even the cops, the cops are pulling out guns and holding the guys' heads while they're in handcuffs <laughs> and talking yeah, about man, how I'd love to kill you right now. Back then, that was not shocking. That wasn't shocking at all. But watching it now, it's like Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on? Well, it's like, oh, that's not a joke. <laughs> no, no, they did oh. a great job of like joking, not a joke. Yeah, like, oh, these are just real, like, oh, my God. Like, I've seen yeah, videos there's... where, like, they, the cops say literally almost these things. Oh, yeah, I've, these... I've, I've definitely watched a fucking cop video where a guy said he wished he could kill a guy. 100%. Yeah, like, keep it and keep it and come on, man. You gotta, can't you keep your decorum up? Just, like, not say those things out loud? Imagine a cop in real life like how the one Rollins was where he normally he gets to see no action of any sort or anything right. all of a sudden gets this like this situation and Andy's not being filmed on camera and he thinks he's just like this ultimate badass and it's just all going to his head and throughout this entire chase and by the end you can see you like you can understand why when he get, when he's like putting the gun up to Charlie Sheen's head and like telling him to get on like where he's telling him like he's so I would hyped. love to kill you. I would love to kill you right now. Dude, he's just he's, so fucking jacked and hyped just, and he says it so many times mm-hmm. <laughs> about how he'd love to kill him. It's crazy. Yeah, we could I mean in any situation, I mean, they probably would have I mean it's just tough because Charlie Sheen got out of the car. Like as soon as that car door opened like depending on who was inside that car, the wheel just got blown away. Right. Henry Rollins, he doesn't have many like movie roles or acting roles, but I've recognized this as a pattern. He does a great job of uh, representing like a, an authoritarian in various sure. aspects. Yeah, he understands like, how they it, work. Yeah. In, in this, <laughs> yeah, which I know he hates. He hates those type of people. In this, he yes. was that crazy fucking super fucking hard cop. Um. In Batman Beyond, he plays a vigilante who like arrests people and holds them in his like his own private prison. That's which awesome. I, I don't remember his character. He's always talking about like upholding justice and stuff like that. And um, in Avatar, the Last Airbender, like the what is it? Um, Legend of Korra, which is like the sequel to the original series. Okay, he plays some sort of like authoritarian um, uh, element bender. Yeah, and then also in uh, Sons of Anarchy, he plays a straight-up neo-Nazi. Does he? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's he's really good. In Avatar, in that Avatar series, he's probably one of my favorite characters in both series. He that's does awesome. a great job. He does a really good job. And that's voice acting. That I feel like voice acting is maybe harder than regular acting. You know, Which just takes you're, you're all your voice. Yeah. Emote, no. You know, you have to, like, portray that over... Um, an audio uh, medium, but yeah, he yeah. he did a really good job at that. But yeah, he yeah. does. He's always he, good at these authoritarian roles. Yeah, he's great on um, Sons of Anarchy. He was more like the lackey to the main guy mm-hmm. uh, on that season of Sons of Anarchy, but he was still great. But like this was like his first like major movie. Oh, was, was it? Was, was this movie? Because oh, after wow. this, pretty much this opened the door for him to be in Johnny Johnny Mnemonic, and in Heat. God. I was like, Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic and Heat are both in the same year. Have you watched Johnny Mnemonic on here? Uh, we have not watched it for the podcast. Oh my, that's that that should definitely be on the list. I mean, it's a good one. We've, I mean, it's one of those ones we've. Well, have you seen it? Uh, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Pieces, but, okay. So I know it it belongs in this genre. 
I mean, it absolutely does. Yeah. He's a scientist. It's crazy. <laughs> you really good old that Dol- Dolph Lundgren. He's a priest. He's a street preacher. Ice T. He's a what is Ice T? This is part of the resistance or whatever is going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, Johnny Mnemonic is a good one. Yeah, it's good. It's a ride. Yeah, yeah, this is like pretty much the what kicked off the uh, the the acting for um, Mr. Rollins there, and you know also I think another reason why he was probably even in this is just the director of the movie alone, Adam Rifkin. He's kind of that kind of guy, you know, punk rock kind of yeah. that kind of style to all of the movies that he either wrote or directed uh, for the most part. Um, there's one movie. There's actually a movie that I'd love to do for the podcast. I've never seen it. It's a movie Adam Rifkin did before the chase uh, called The Dark Backward. And it's like a really weird movie about some guy who's like gets into stand up comedy but then he's like horrible at it and it gets real weird and like zany and like dark and like, I don't know. Um, Judd Nelson's in it. Bill Paxton's in it. There's, there's a number of people that are in it. Rob Lowe, I believe is in it as well. Um, but it's just another weird look, just a, that kind of punk rocky weird style. Um, but then it's interesting because then Adam Rifkin went on to write like mouse hunt and small soldiers. Yeah. Very different movies. Yeah, all before he was able to eventually go like kind of come back around to his own type of thing and do Detroit Rock City. So and oh, that's probably what also, Adam Rifkin's most known for is Detroit Rock City. Yeah, I would say so. That's definitely the most iconic movie, right? Yeah, that he made That he made, yeah, definitely. I would think so, yeah. That one stands out above the rest. Which is unfortunate because this is also, I, I could say it would be an instant classic just as much as Detroit Rock City would be. I mean, it's a banger. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel, I, I'm i sure at the time when this came out, it's just, there's a lot, there was a lot, uh, in the 90s, there's just, especially with some of the stars that were around, like Charlie Sheen, right, they were just pumping, pumping movies out. So it's like, you know, maybe people are either sick of Charlie Sheen or they, you know, reading the reviews in the newspaper or something, and it's not so, like, flattering. And, you know, people... I feel like people more so then cared more about reviews than they do now. This movie does not have a great review on IMDb. I think it's got, like, a 5.3, which I was really surprised. It made me think this was going to be a real fucking pooper. But... No, it was not. I, I, I don't know. The mindset of people that leave reviews on IMDb is either a mindset that is unfamiliar to most people or people leave reviews and they um, embrace like the suck of a movie, you know? Um, so I hear it's, you. it's one extreme, one extreme yeah. or the next. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, you can find some middle reviews in there here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say for the for the most part, the majority of them are very fucking it, it's just like you read them and you're like, what else is going on in this person's life? That <laughs> Oh, I got, I got one for you in a little bit that'll, that'll make you. Think yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, but uh, did you like how uh, how proud were you that our president's name was uh, dropped in this movie? Who says it? Rollins. 
Or no. they mention him being as rich as Donald Trump. They say oh, they, California yeah, is Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. yeah Dalton, Donald Dalton Voss, Donald Trump. I mean, I like the name that itself is similar. This is this is a quote I wrote down. Dalton Voss tore down 14 city blocks of low-income housing to build an airport. <laughs> 14 blocks. That's like yeah. <laughs> that's it's miles and miles. That's a lot. Uh, Airports are big. I guess, yeah. That guy, that guy was great too. Is that fucking rich asshole? Yeah. Oh, Ray Weiss. Ray Weiss rules. He's a. Uh, oh, he's, he's in Robo. He's the ultimate he's a, like uh, opulent asshole. Yeah. yeah, he was in Bro. He's in RoboCop. Uh, he's in. Uh, he was. Uh, he played the devil on the show Reaper. He was fantastic on that. Yeah, that's true. He was. Uh, he was more recently. He was the next door neighbor on the show, fresh off the boat, and he was absolutely hilarious on that show. Is he a dickhead in that or no? No, he's just like their neighbor who's like a dentist, and he's kind oh, of cool. weird. I'd like to watch but, that. Um, but yeah, he's like on. He's on there all the time. Uh, he doesn't really always play like a dickhead necessarily. Like even a RoboCop, he's a bad guy. But I wouldn't c- categorize his character as a dickhead. I think he's just a piece of shit bad guy that he wasn't even yeah. the main bad guy obviously that's what's his face from that 70s show who was the main bad guy but um he's like the like the second in command or whatever in, red i don't know what that, red's real name is in that gang so yeah but doesn't he always i feel like he's typecast as uh like a rich jerk off a lot ray weiss yeah i think in the 90s it was like more of a thing more so than than any, any other time i feel yeah. like i Ever since being maybe even on Reaper might have been like the first like kind of like jump into like more comedy, but then he ended up doing a lot of work with Tim and Eric. Oh really? What? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's in a bunch of Tim and Eric stuff. He's on the show. He's in the uh, movie. No. Oh yeah, he's in a bunch of Tim and Eric stuff. And I think because it works right with like weird, absurd things where he he could play a really straight guy. Like you know, he plays it straight. Yeah. So that's what makes some of those weird, absurd, off-the-wall skits even funnier is when you have a guy like him that's playing, it's talking about this really absurd, like, stupid, like, dick and fart joke, whatever type stuff. But it's <laughs> him saying straight. it, it makes it even, like, more humorous. So, yeah. which is funny because, like, on his role on Fresh Off the Boat, is it's a kind of a straight man type thing, but he's very vibrant and, like, Kind of wacky and silly neighbor guy. Uh huh. So a little bit of a departure from his usual. Uh, That's usual. cool. I mean, I, I could see him playing that like in a pretty uh, amusing way. So that that would be fun to watch. Yeah, I just oh, don't yeah. like the fact that our uh, our current president is mentioned so often in pop culture. He was oh, circling. Yeah, he really. No, really so is. he was circling and yeah. just. We never knew. None of us could get to, like the overarching plot. None of us knew. None of us remember, had any idea. Remember when I was watching uh, Sex in the City a couple weeks ago? And I showed you guys. He's he's he, he oh, makes yeah, a man. cameo appearance in a, an episode of Sex in the City, and they're like they're fucking oozing over him like he's a a sex god. It's really kind of ridiculous. Yeah, because because like that's yeah, what a phony phoner. Yeah, but cool. which is funny because like that show takes place in New York and notoriously New Yorkers are known for hating him. Yeah. Cause he's scum. He's not a, like, he's not, right. But yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's funny that like that show takes place in New York and they were like, you're saying that they're like pining over him when, um, you know, New Yorkers are typically like anti pretty anti Trump because of all the corrupt business. 
We yeah, have so many other. There's so tell, many businesses like and billionaires in New York, and then there he is. That show's like, definitely also made for like fucking the the mass populace too. Like, the more I watched the show, the more I disliked it. It's like it's very materialistic and kind of gross. Oh, it is absolutely. It, it, yeah, it I really, mean, really is. isn't she like a fashion blogger or something like that? Like, no, she she writes a sex column um, in the oh. newspaper. But like, but fashion are, is a huge part in that show. Yes, 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 yes. All the girls that are involved with it are very fashion oriented, but it's like. It's so materialistic in that show. It's just kind of really gross. It's like that was the main turnoff in that show. Yeah, but that's why you watch it for the understanding, because then you realize this was a show that captivated an entire world, definitely a country. Oh, for maybe, how long? Maybe, Forever. Maybe that's yeah. why you like Shit's Creek so much more, because they're like mocking people that are into fashion and material things. That could be, although I think. David's fashion is fucking spectacular. I wish I could dress like that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I mean, you can just start buying all clothes that just are in black, black and white, <laughs> black and white, and wear. I mean, they like, have that. They have that black and white store. I'll just start going there. And wear like a weird, like man skirt type thing. It was like a kilt, but not really a kilt. I kind of remember the kilt. Yeah, he doesn't wear it that often. Enough to notice it. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna start wearing wigs like Moira. Oh my that, gosh! That, that's what I'm gonna aim for. <laughs> I don't think you need to be wearing you, your wigs. Will be looking like John Travolta's wigs. That's cool. I'll build a sweet uh, Travolta wig uh, collection. Do you think that uh, the Church of Scientology has some sort of wig program? I, you should join and find out. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh? What's your wig plan like? Yeah, I fully support you joining the Church of Scientology. I fully support uh, it. No, no, that's not even a fucking thing to like joke about to try and do. I'm too scared to even. <laughs> I don't want to fucking dip my toes into that. Oh yeah, no, just Nick. Don't you think he should just dip his toes? No, Nick, don't just, support this. Don't support. Just this. go for it, man. No, no, no. I choose life. Zenu's calling you. Is that the guy? Is that, oh, I wasn't even listening Zenu? to what you're dipping your toes into. Oh no, yeah, I wanted him to dip his toes into the world of Scientology, so uh, okay. he, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't eat wheat. It's they requires too much. He wants to know yeah. if they have a good wig program. Yeah, I constantly confuse uh, Zenu with the guy from Bubble Boy. What's the god's name in Bubble Boy? Boy was I would Jake not know the information. Is it Bubble Boy? Is that it? With B- Bubble Boy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Where they go like this and go. I think you're thinking of. Uh... Dude, what, where's yeah. my car? Oh, dude, where's my car? I, I confuse it with the guy from that. What's this? They name? say uh, Zoltan. Zoltan, yeah. Zoltan and Zenu. I mix them up a lot. You know who's also in uh, Dude, Where's My Car? Christy Swanson, who was in The Chase, which what? is the movie that we're actually talking about. Are we? Uh, I'm <laughs> sure we were talking about something else. <laughs> uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure we were talking about Zenu. I thought we were talking about Bubble Boy. <laughs> I was talking about Bubble Boy with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Well. Sometimes you just have to talk about Bubble Boy. Yeah. Did you like how Charlie Sheen, uh, his character Jack, had mentioned? She said he's a terrorist, and he said terrorists have beer, uh, ratty beards, and blow up airports. Airports, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Though, when you think about it, as far as the '90s go, even the early '90s and even late '80s, man, maybe mid '80s, most terrorists in, in most movies were just white dudes. I'm just Were saying they? though, like when I don't yeah, look at, let me just look at Die Hard alone. The first three movies, it's all three. It's all white dudes. Do they say terrorist though? 
I'm pretty sure. Do they, they literally say terrorists? I mean, they yeah. are terrorists, especially. Yeah. I maybe they might not say it in the first one necessarily, but they yeah. definitely do in the second one because that yeah. guy is like, like much more of a terrorist than in the first one, yeah. and then they do in the third one because they talk about Hans Gruber. But I mean, just like I mean, there's just so many movies by themselves where most terrorists in most movies were white dudes. Like, no, it's very... whether they were like whether they were like German or whatever. Yeah. Still, just uh, you know, white, typically uh, white dudes. I know. See, they they could write a book about like the definition of history of the word terrorist. They definitely could because it has evolved sure. so much over the past like thirty years. It's changed. And like just the way it's like portrayed in like uh, the public eye is wildly different than it ever has been. Um, you get to get you get to revel in your stereotypes and attach that to the word, and then there you go. Yeah. Speaking of terrorists, uh, how uh, how what do you think of uh, Charlie Sheen's mug mugshot in this movie? Oh, his mugshot was pretty, awesome, dude! I wrote that down. Impressive. That was a fucking. What, what was my note? I think it was just Jackson's mugshot. Yeah, that mugshot was great. Mm. Which, Did you guys watch? Till after was it hard for him to wear fucking uh, clown makeup like that? He had to wear that nose and the makeup with that mustache and that long for ass hair. For two seconds? For two seconds. <laughs> well, I'm talking yeah. about when he was supposed to be an actual clown. Yeah, when he was supposed to do his idea what he said. Not when yeah. she had that weird fantasy of him in the car with yeah. the clown makeup on. But yeah, when he was a fucking birthday clown. It's, how, how did his neighbor calls the police on him because he's a clown and they arrest him and throw him in prison? Like, that was. All the evidence they needed. I mean, it says a lot. I mean, they, this this is very needed, believable. They just needed to find somebody <laughs> quick. They just needed to right. somebody. It is a birthday clown. What was it? The red nose bandit? Is that what it was? Red, no, red yeah. nose robber. Red nose robber. Which, yeah. like, that's what you would call. He's his whole body's a clown, and you focus on his nose. <laughs> yes. Red nose robber. Yes. The R and the R. I guess. Yeah. Well, didn't he have an alibi? I don't know. That was that. That part was like super on the nose, but super awesome still. Because you needed the long drawn explanation of how he was innocent, and it had to be so it just had to be completely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, his uh, he he grew that must he had that mustache in the mugshot. Then he grew the mustache at the end of the movie. That mustache at the end of the movie was so fake looking, but I think it might have been his actual mustache because it was a totally different color than the rest of his hair. I bet it was was just a different fake. I bet it was just a, a different fake mustache. So they ran out of and money. No and they one... couldn't buy a mustache that matched his hair color. I don't think anybody cared. It was like for such a short, short second. Maybe they just like, like ah, good enough. It didn't even look like him. I thought it was like some I just like the idea. For a second. I just like the idea. It looked like he had shaved for court, and then because he, then once he got out, he was back. Like that's who he's supposed to be. Is this crazy guy with this crazy mustache? That's how he lives his life. Uh, I suppose in the fucking super depressed mariachi. Uh... Band members, those guys looked like they did not give a shit. <laughs> they were so upset that those those poor Mexican dudes were probably not even Mexican. Those poor Hispanic guys were so upset that they got cast as mariachi fucking. <laughs> I think that's the role members. they were playing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, okay, whatever. This is the tenth time I've been a fucking mariachi uh, bass player this year well they if they know how to play the instruments they shouldn't learn how to play mariachi instruments what do they who think says they knew, who says they knew how to play the instruments they're just fucking away. what if they're just a real mariachi band the guy put into the movie okay that's first probably, of all that's most likely the case that's possible but i think they just said 
we need Hispanic uh, actors, and they threw him on as mariachi. I don't know guys. what anybody thought. I, I I'm going to say that they just found a mariachi band and put them in the movie. Possible, but they, just <laughs> look, super, they look Possible. super unhappy to be there. Those guys were not. A, they were not excited about being in a movie. Well, that could be the characters they're playing. This mariachi bit. I don't know. Sad mariachi man. I think it was just there was the one bass player I was looking at, and that guy just looked so upset just to be there. I was like, oh, this guy, this isn't his job. (laughs) He got typecast again. I made a wild assumption. I did find it uh, interesting though, because. Uh, I feel like a lot of times in movies like this, the there isn't always like a happy ending, right? Or like he ends up in jail, but she's still in love with him, and then she like visits him in jail or something. Yeah, almost like an airheads type situation. Yes, yes. They end up in jail. The girlfriends are still there, but they're not really. This, like, that's why together. I like they gave us. That, that's why I like they gave us both endings. They gave us the fake out. So then you got to experience at least. Oh my god, he's dead now. You got to feel it for a second if you didn't yeah. know the movie was going to end, and then like oh. You get to then you get to cool down and realize that's nah, fine because that was I mean that's how the situation should have ended. Although yeah. him pulling him thinking about killing himself via cop is pretty impressive. Like just go for it. It was yeah. hilarious. It was so funny. yeah. But I mean it was <laughs> so silly. But if the movie would have ended that way, it would have had this dark, terrible edge to it. Which like yeah, I don't would have. I thought it I don't hate end that it. way. I thought that was the end of the movie for real. Yeah, and that's what that's how it gets you. You still feel the hate. You still feel like oh. Then you're like, oh, I hope he's dreaming. It can't be. Oh, he is dreaming. That's fine. Yeah. Um, th- you mentioned Airheads. This movie gave me Airhead vibes a lot. I don't know why. 90s. Also, you know what? His lawyer is the one um, FBI, one police uh, guy yeah, yeah, who's yeah. outside, who's like, remember, he's the one who's like radioing Michael Richards. Ah, he's making and he's also the gay, the gay uh, gym teacher from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, okay, okay. I get the guy that gets killed by the showers. Is that what happens? Yeah, he gets. Uh, he's in like the S and M club, and then he gets killed by the oh, showers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the S and M club thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's that guy. <laughs> like how, like back in the day, that was like a thing you could fucking get somebody fired over for being in an S and M club. Nowadays, they're like, okay, who gives a shit? He's into kinky stuff. Who cares? But back then, yeah, it was, as like, long as he's not like pushing fight. it on people. <laughs> yeah, he's not trying to get the kids to get in an S M club. <laughs> Giving them flyers. <laughs> oh man, if a teacher gave me an S and M club flyer, I'd be super down. I'm like, this must must be awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really that's the, only, that's the only only reaction there. But yeah, I feel like yep. I, I feel like the 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 Airheads vibe is just like that era. Similar, yeah. just yeah, it's just a similar tone to it and everything. Characters too, they're all everybody was a real character. Yes, yeah, the same thing in Airheads, right? Everybody has their own like thing. Yeah, uh, uh, from the smallest, littlest character to the main band and everything. Uh, you know what? This movie also gives me reminds me of another movie too. Uh, later in the '90s, maybe even early 2000s, but I think later late '90s, a Jimmy Fox movie called Held Up. Where he's like, there's, oh, yeah. uh, he's like stuck at a gas station, and these like guys come and like hold up the gas station, and but they're doing it for this like reason, and they're really not guilty of whatever they're being chased down for, and then the people there's like this woman that falls in love with the one guy who's one of the hostage people, and Jamie Fox is like a hostage in it. He's not one of the 
uh, people criminals, but um, mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that a little bit too. Just the Stockholm syndrome with a robbing in a gas station type thing, and that's another thing. The Stockholm syndrome in this movie. She okay from Newport Beach to Mexico is a two-hour drive. They're speeding there the entire time, so it was what maybe an hour and a half tops. She fell victim to Stockholm syndrome with like in an hour and a half. Like ridiculous. So much yep. that she's fucking the dude and falling in love with him. <laughs> with I wouldn't even attribute it too much. I wouldn't even attribute it fully to Stockholm syndrome as much as like she just hated her life and she wanted a way out and she found a way out. Dude, mixed, right, with, this, not, mixed right. with the Stockholm syndrome. You know what I mean? It's like she need she was looking for she was looking for this. She's looking well, for this. Right. Well, they made they made, I mean, this woman gets assaulted and taken prisoner. And then the story is, oh, she's just one. She's just someone who's going to fall in love with this guy. Everything in her life made it. So this is what's going to happen. She's got a terrible dad. She's rich and spoiled and wants some excitement. And now he, she is in a high speed chase. It's not, it's not a great, it's not a great thing. No, cause like not a great thing, but I still thought like, like not a, yeah. if, if I met Natalie in real life and was hanging out with her, I'm like, it wouldn't take long before I was like, man, this girl is crazy. I need to get the fuck away from her. Well, the, unfortunately, of course. That's the first thing you'd think about her? No, 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 no. I said it wouldn't take long, but not the first thing. First thing I think of, like, oh, wow, she's a fucking super babe. And then maybe hanging out with her, like, a day or two, I'd be like, this girl is fucking nuts. I need to get well, away he from got, her. Well, yeah. well, she's well, he, got, he got two hours, and they were stuck in a car where they couldn't exit. And then and she they just decided this is what love. she was She's just like, all right, man. She's like, this is what we're doing. And he's like, I can't stop. And he's like, that's fine. She's like, that's fine. You know, one character that we really didn't talk about too much in this movie was the director of the the show Fuzz. Oh, he was an asshole, but he was still awesome. Yeah, he was great. Well, he's a pure 90s man. He was asking so <laughs> many crazy questions. He was. And, and then at the end, when he had the gun to his head, I he bet was he was so excited. He would have di- He would have loved dying on camera. Oh yeah. Well, that's what it's oh, a perfect. Definitely. I mean, the whole movie's an is a great satire of like media culture that still applies now. Yeah, yeah. The excitement, it's the same. It's still. Did good. you like how when that guy had to fix the mic on the, <laughs> he called that guy a stupid little nothing. Stupid yeah. little nothing. Yeah, that's a great line. Like, oh, uh, boy, what a what a crazy thing to do. Let let's change this guy's mic while he's driving this car. Chasing a car. Oh. Uh, no, while he's driving the car, I'm saying. Right, but he's chasing another car. He's chasing. Yeah, but still, e- either or, even if you're just driving down the street, I'm not gonna fucking change the mic in your shirt. That that was another thing, man. That was like, whenever they have Charlie Sheen and uh, Natalie in in the car, and they're showing the background of the cops swerving back and forth, dude. That was like giving me motion sickness. It's pretty just, serious. Back and forth the whole time through the movie, it was it was a little unnerving. Um, you know, it was uh, unnerving that she shot that gun and it blew up that helicopter almost immediately. That was amazing. That was. Uh, amazing. I'd be afraid that to ever uh, ever ride in the helicopter from that police department again because <laughs> uh, how weak is that helicopter that it got blew up from one gunshot? I mean, that was the most ridiculous thing yeah, that the, happened. The the fuel cell lines the entire helicopter apparently in that <laughs> thing. <laughs> like I almost wanted to give it to the car and what happened, like the their green big truck. But I mean that uh, helicopter man. It's like monster, what? The green monster truck, dude. Fucking you can't. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't gonna call it a monster truck. You can't say a big truck. They'll get upset. 
Yeah, they will. I love that truck. He had the truck on his shirt. He had a picture of the truck on his shirt. They were so weird, and they they hated the cops, but they wanted like be cops too. They were weird vigilante goofballs. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So, so the the news. Get this. Bear with me for a second, okay? The news (laughs) is broadcasting a maniac running rampant across America. Okay, this. Okay, we'll just say um. No, 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 no. This is uh, uh, Charlie Jack. There's a maniac running around, getting all the news coverage, and then because he's getting so much news coverage, people decide to join him. And align himself with him and then get involved and try to help him out and become part of his team without knowing him, without knowing what he's doing, just seeing what they see on the news. And they sign up for this and they end up destroying their own car and getting arrested. I can't compare that to anything that's happening now. Did they want? Did they want to help Charlie, all. or did they want to stop? No, him? they wanted to help the they, police. No, they want to help him. They were getting in the way of the cops, right? Because they were like their own little authoritarian cop. This is what they I were, mean. They were they, weird vigilantes because they they yeah. hated police, uh-huh. but they wanted. And this, they also mentioned this was not the first time they did something like this. So they've yeah. also they participated in other ridiculous vigilante stuff before too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> yeah. It's a good. So I mean, they there's you there's actually a lot to to dive in here if you want. And, and the news yeah. and the news uh, immediately said that though they were undercover cops. Yes. Why did yeah, they the say that? Immediately. Why did they just say a that? Lie. That was immediately like the just first made thing it up. They thought, yeah, they're undercover cops. Why would you assume that? Why would undercover cops be driving that ridiculous vehicle? What? I mean, and just trying to run somebody off the road? How? It's that's all like the, the worst least aspects. Doesn't make sense. It's, it's all the worst. Again, <laughs> we're, why? again, conspiracies, man. Conspiracies. Dude, it took them so long to be arrested. They should have been arrested the second they crawled out of that fucking car. Oh yeah, for sure. They, they, no, they you need you need the show. They let them talk to the news. It was so crazy. Uh, yeah, those 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 some good cameos. Also a good cameo by Carrie Ells, uh, who was in Princess Bride and uh, Robin Amanda Tights, and also a great cameo from Ron Jeremy. He was the cameraman. Oh, I did I did see that. (laughs) Um, Carrie Ells was his. Does he have a production company that was involved with this? I don't know. I don't know. He's also, isn't he also, he's also was in one of the Stranger Things, I thought, too. Yes. Wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep. The last season he was in the, that, I believe. And then, uh, yeah, in Saw, he's in the first Saw. Yes, that's also where I recognize him from. rules. Uh, But I thought it was a really interesting little, just little one-off little thing for him at the the time. Just a little, this little news anchor. He wasn't even like the main news anchor. He was like, just had like one scene. Yeah, no, he was cool in it. It was great. But I did want to read the the one one of the reviews I found from IMDb. Um, This is a 10 out of 10 review. Uh, Most of, the weird thing is most of the bad reviews are like people complaining about Either not getting that the movie's like doesn't know what it wants to be. That's one one complaint. It doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy or like serious or whatever. And another com- it's a comedy. another another big complaint. Yeah, it really it is. And another big complaint is uh, people that uh, just about it being like about a chase. Like just like, but it's like, okay. man, there's so many big like chase movies from the seventies, but then also in 1994, like I mentioned before, Speed came out, and Speed is a chase movie. And this it movie was is like also a, called The Chase. That's what it is. Right, right, yeah. It's like it's over, very you upfront. Think it, didn't, it didn't trick you. It's a you weird know, thing but, to complain about, though. Well, like, why? 
but movies here, are about stuff. Here is a review from uh, May of 2005. The title of this review is Christy Swanson is Hot. Oh, did I write this? Christy Swanson <clears throat> is hot in this movie. If you don't see it for any other reason, see it because of this. I could just imagine kissing her in that car seat. Okay. While they were mostly Well, there were mostly car scenes. Heck, it was one big car scene, but I would but you would you want her all over you on the uh, front hood? Uh, I dude. mean, come on. <laughs> Christy Swanson, I love you. Wherever you are, will you marry me, Christy Swanson? <laughs> I think I've fallen over heels for you. Maybe we can emulate the roles. I'll be Charlie Sheen and you can be you. Anyhow, I <laughs> I got off on a wild tangent there. Obviously. What, what I'm really uh, trying to say is the movie is funny and good. So if you don't see That's what you were really trying to say. <laughs> Get the video. How many people can actually write ten lines in this shiz? Anyways, I just wanted to give my props. Ah, uh, boy, that was disturbing. Great, man. Oh man, so good. I'll be Charlie Shane, and you can be you. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the fantasy reenactments were. That's too much. I just love the wherever you are. Will you? I, I love this. I mean, come on, Christy Swanson. I love you. Wherever you are, will you marry me, Christy Swanson? <laughs> just constantly saying your name. I've fallen head over heels for you. Uh, just the guy. Could you just imagine kissing her in that car scene? Stop. <laughs> don't, bring any, don't bring me into your fantasy. Oh, yeah. that's the only that's the only review that person has ever put on IMDb. Wow, dude, well, she should be concerned. She needs to dox that guy. She needs to contact IMDb and then find out where he's he at. recorded. He he Ho- recorded. Ho- he wrote that review in 2005, and that was the end. That's all he did. Yeah, hopefully Boy. she did contact them back in 2005. He probably, you know, he probably watched this movie and at the same time, like, bought the play issue of Playboy she was in in the early 2000s. And was just like in heaven. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, know what he did. Probably other people's hell, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we all thoroughly enjoyed The Chase. Check it out on Amazon Prime Video. It's definitely worth watching. It's a good 90s, uh, good 90s fun chase movie. And I, I, I feel like it deserves more love than it maybe it gets. But it, like, like Rollins was saying, it definitely has some sort of cult following these days because... He gets hit up about it all the time. Um, so next week on the podcast, we're actually going to watch a movie that we were uh, suggested via uh, somebody, a fan of the show, Damian Smith, had suggested we watch. Uh, he suggested a few movies, but one that caught our eye was called The Great Land of Small. And it was because his mom rented this v- VHS for uh, a cousin's sleepover, and it was an instant legendary in our family they watched it so much so that his mom contacted the video distributor to purchase a copy as a birthday gift so they they were so obsessed with this movie the great land of small that uh that the mom contacted the the distribution company so they could get a copy once again back in the day you had to go through so much effort just to do like the simplest thing is like buy a movie you have to call a company, probably wait, 
on fucking hold for 20 minutes and then give him your information verbally over the phone to purchase this goddamn thing. It's tough. Let's I'm up. wondering if I'm wondering uh, this. The Great Land is small. Is about two children who enter a fantasy kingdom and are confronted by evil forces. Uh, that's just what the just a quick little thing on there says. I wonder if this is a a Canadian film or anything to do with Peanut Butter Solution because that's one of the first oh, no. uh, oh, no. suggested movies when on IMDb it says you more like this and it says Peanut Butter Solution. Also, Damn another it. one is called. Damn it, what have you done? Another one's called Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Traveler, and there's a sequel called The Return of Tommy Tricker. I kept I kept thinking it said Tommy Tickler, and I'm like, oh my god! I mean, but it's the, the Tommy Tommy Trickle, Tricker is all about collecting stamps. It's like two movies about a stamp collecting kid. How weird! What is this movie? Oh my! Oh my lord! Well, how do I watch this movie? It's on YouTube. I'll send you the link. Found okay. it in full you, on you YouTube. Okay. So the the Great Land of Small from 1986, family fantasy uh, fan film there. So we'll see what we're getting ourselves into uh, with that one. Thanks, so for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I am Nick. I'm Pat. And that's sometimes friend of the show, Pat. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. <laughs>